your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 525 of Lockdown Canadians. As always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Every single day of the week, we are free and available on all podcasting platforms. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matlin, and today I am joined by my wonderful co-host who is making time. I believe it's almost 1.30 in the morning on the other side of the world right now. <laughs> uh, everyone, welcome back at the Active Stick, Laura Saba. Laura, we have big news to discuss today. We do. And that is one of the reasons why I'm up at one. It's yeah, it's almost one thirty in the morning here. I will be back soon. I will be back hopefully for Monday's episode uh, for sure. Uh, and I'll try and make the mailbag episode this week. But in the meantime, I'm so excited to be back on at least one of the episodes. I feel like I've almost forgotten how to do the show, but Scott, I've been listening to every single episode and you've been doing such a great job and I feel really, really awful for abandoning you, but we do have some big news and both Scott and I, when we saw that, uh, were so, so excited. He texted me at the same time as I saw it and we were ecstatic about the Montreal Canadiens new hire. Scott, why don't you go ahead and say who it is and I will react in the sort of the same way as I reacted when I found out. Okay. So one, I was going to ask you to do this because I don't want to mispronounce her name and make a fool of myself <laughs> on this show. So, uh, so I often mispronounce it myself just through instinct because I read it in the English way, but the Montreal Canadians new vice president of communications is one Chantal Maccabee who is a longtime Quebec uh, sports personality. She's been on RDS for a long time. She's a huge deal in the Quebec sports market. She is a consummate professional. She is a trailblazer for very many women. And uh, she's now the vice president of communications for the Montreal Canadiens. And I have not seen so much unanimous support for a hiring as I have seen uh, for her. And honestly, when we said that, we we said uh, F yeah, both of us, because it was it's it's truly not it's not just a deserving appointment for the person, but it is a great hire for the team. And I think after the abysmal offseason onwards that they had up until Jeff Gordon came in, this is going to do a lot to restore public faith in the Montreal Canadiens because they've picked somebody who is not only, like I said, a trailblazer, who's not only somebody who's who's like he's she is the she's part of Quebec sports journalism history uh one of the best in the business somebody who is like so decent that not a single person can say a bad thing about her uh she's so kind uh and she's really she knows what she's doing she is tough but fair uh on on the team and I I would expect that she's going to continue to be that when now that she's part of the team uh and uh, I think really 
the Canadians really needed a win uh, in, in terms of public image. And this is it. Like she's going to do a fantastic job. There is unanimous opinion that she's going to be a massive improvement over the person that she's replacing. And we're not here to drag anyone down. We talked about that and all the rumors and all of that, but she's somebody that everybody can be happy for. She's somebody that Canadian, the Canadians can be proud of hiring. And she's somebody that Canadians fans are going to be so excited about. She understands the fandom as well as the team, the sport, the media. She's so, I just, I can't say enough good things about this hire. And as personally, you know, as somebody who has looked up to her and who has, like, I'm not a media personality, but there's so many women right now, especially in Quebec, especially women who have covered the Habs that say what a trailblazer she is, like that they feel fortunate that they fall in her footsteps. She's opened so many doors uh, for them. And for me, I just, I feel proud as a Canadians fan that the team is not disappointing me again. And instead is, like, this is a home run. You know, you could not get better than this for this particular position. I can't wait to see what she does. I'm so, so excited about this. And and I think the biggest thing is, and someone pointed this out in the Eyes on the Prize Slack, and I was kind of thinking it as well, is that she's been doing the job she does for RDS and in the media, and she's been doing that since 1985. She has seen and been through everything with the canadians she's covered stanley cup finals stanley cup victories the patrick Wah trade everything there is nothing in this organization that she has not seen and working in her role as communications dealing with the press and pr and everything else she's by far the most qualified person i think in potentially quebec if not canada to handle this job short of someone who probably worked for a previous prime minister or premier of one of the provinces but she's going to be so good at this she knows everyone who's coming in and out of that room she knows you know what people's intentions are and she's great i think she's gonna be great at what she does and for the amount of crap i'm sure she's put up with not only on social media but in person from people or whatever this is such a well-deserved reward for someone who is uh, incredibly qualified and like laura said is incredibly kind i've only met Chantel, i believe once or twice and that was at the winter classic years ago and she was extremely nice to let you know stupid little me get into scrums here and get my phone in there to record and everything she's going to do a great job here and this is a phenomenal hire by the canadians as far as uh first hires go for Jeff Gordon, this is about as big of a home run as he could hit on the first try here. And I'm really glad that the Canadians are doing something like this because it got announced and I originally didn't think it was a hire. I thought they were just doing kind of like a profile on her as a person because, you know, there, there's no Canadians hockey. And then when I saw that they had hired her, it blew my mind because never in a million years did I think they would go that kind of route with this and pick someone who is actively working in sports media right now. So uh, congratulations to Chantel. Congratulations to the Canadians on hiring one of the best possible candidates they could. And folks, we're continuing our prospect review series today. Coming up next, we're going to look at the Laval Rocket and their forward group. And that is coming up in our next segment. As always, folks, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day every single day of the week. 
Remember, Locked On Canadians is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And to kind of change gears back to what we were, I was doing the other day when I recorded, I started a, I guess, a year in review or a half season review for Canadians prospects. And seeing as I want to talk to Patrick about what's going on on the other side of the pond here, I decided to shift this into kind of my own backyard here and I know Laura defers to me on a lot of Laval Rocket related things, but Laura, are you prepared to talk about the Rocket so far this season? I'm excited to hear you talk about the Rocket while I sit here and agree with you. <laughs> well, everyone, if you haven't gotten sick of my voice or the voice that I am currently losing from talking so much at work and on the podcast, too bad. So the Laval Rocket this season went through... I don't want to say a big change, but they did add a lot to their current team and they had an overhaul. And I want to start actually with the coaches before I get into the forwards this season. Uh, They brought in Jean-Francois Houl, Kelly Buckberger, and they completely changed the coaching staff there from Joel Bouchard and his staff. And honestly, it was a little touch and go for a bit. And now Unfortunately, it went right up into the COVID pause. The rocket were rolling and then their season got stopped, put right on pause. And it's it's annoying because you had guys like Caden Primo who were hitting their stride, uh, Lucas Videmo, Jean-Sebastian D, even Alex Belzeal was starting to find his game. And now everyone's just sitting around waiting for their chance to play again. And it's it's very frustrating uh, from that side of things. And I'm going to do this just like I did last time. First, second, third stars for the Rocket. And first star shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. He's actually been doing real well up at the NHL level before he caught COVID. Uh, Laurent Dauphin in 18 games, 11 goals, five assists. He was huge on that top line when guys like Paling were out of the lineup and got recalled. When they didn't have guys like Jesse Yolen in the lineup, when you didn't have Cole Caulfield there, this, that, and the other thing, he was leading this team. And I know the point totals aren't, incredible but the rocket have never been a team where it is one standout individual carries the entire team here it's a group effort honestly and it's really impressive to see what Laurent Dauphin has done all he's done since he got here in that trade for Michael McCarron is score big goals and Laura you and I have talked about this at the NHL level he's fighting to get an NHL job next year because the Canadians are going through turnovers as far as guys have gone who or guys who have gotten called up and have played, Dauphin's made a very strong push to keep himself employed in Montreal next year. I think this was better than I expected from him, to be honest. I thought, you know what? He's got the passion, he's got the drive, he's got the he's got the motivation, but to actually capture the moment and to to go for it and to succeed. In doing that and showcasing yourself so well, I thought it was great. I know you've been a fan of him for a long time. Uh, you know, we've brought him up so many times in the past, and now he's finally had a stretch of time with the NHL uh, for obviously not reasons that not positive reasons, but the fact is he was given the opportunity. He he took that and did the best or the most that he could with it. I've just been so impressed with his performance. I can't say enough about. Uh, the pleasant surprise. I mean, you knew that he was going to, but actually seeing it in action, it was more than I expected. And that's exactly it, is that there's a lot of players who have impressed us. And when we get into the honorable mentions, I will touch on that. But my second star of the season so far, 
Uh, Rafael Harvey Pinard, he's played 24 games. He only has five goals, nine assists, 14 points. But he's another one of those guys. He got called up and he looks great. And he's proving time and time again that he's going to be a future leader. He's going to wear a letter for this team, the Rocket, and for the Canadians in the near future. I will go on record saying that right now. He's Brendan Gallagher light. He doesn't take as many penalties. Somehow he manages to keep himself out of he causes scrums but never engages anyone he's very good at drawing those penalties he's got 12 penalty minutes on the year so that's a penalty every other game and for the style that he plays it's kind of impressive and he's that never quit never give up type of player he's what a lot of people should model themselves after he's not the biggest guy he is not the most skilled guy he's not the fast guy he's just the guy that you can put out there he's penalty kill he plays the power play any situation you need him in, you can see number 11 going over the boards for the Rocket, and it's very, very impressive. And in that same vein, my third star is going to go to Lucas Videmo. He's got 13 points in 22 games, six penalty minutes, and every single time that the Rocket get shorthanded and are beat up in terms of injuries and whatnot, the Swedish kid's there to help pick up the slack, and he kind of gets forgotten about a little bit because you have Ryan Paling. Laurent Dauphin was playing so well. Jake Evans played so well ahead of him and before, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's just Lucas Videmo. He's there doing the job that you want him to. He's a coach's dream in that you just put him out there, tell him to get the puck down the ice and keep it simple. And he does that. He's, I know that so many people have been called up. He also scored in his NHL debut this season. And it's it's got to be tough because he's not first choice but he still plays every single game like his career relies on that. And I, I know, Laura, you haven't watched a ton of the Rocket, but the fact that we see so much of this, it's guys who are just putting the effort in. When you're, If you're Jeff Gordon, that's all you got to really want from some of these guys is show me that you want to be here and that you want to put forth the effort to get this team back on track. And that's what we've seen a lot so far with these recalls. That's exactly it. And it's, it's something that, that multiple people have actually talked about, you know, after a, a rough start, a lot of people lost interest in the team and then seeing the passion and the energy that these, these young players, or in some cases, they're not that young, but just seeing these call-ups and seeing the, the uh, I guess, the Montreal Rocket at this point, watching people do things that you want to see your team do that they have been unable to execute for weeks and weeks. I don't even know if it's been months. Like when did, when did all this start? Like the injuries have been piling up since the beginning of the season, right? Just seeing those glimpses of hope are making people excited about the team. Again, they're excited about the future. Some of these people we will have to say goodbye to, or they might not make the whatever version of the Canadians we see next season. And that's okay. I think the the fact that there's, there's positivity and there's fun and there like you can turn to a team that is not hopeless. And I think one of the things that I remember uh, happening and I know, you know, we, we don't want to make an unfavorable comparison, but you know, for the longest time, the Toronto Maple Leafs were not a good team, but the Marlies had years and years and years of success. So that was something that fans could look to and see like there's truly a genuinely good team. It was the same thing with Tampa and Syracuse. And eventually that translates to success at the NHL level. So for us to be able to see it so much is just, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, 
it's better than covering a team that is disappointing you night in and night out. And a quick shout out to our honorable mentions. I'm going to throw Brandon Jiniak in there a lot like Lucas Videmo. He's doing admirable work in the situation he's been put in. And Jesse Alonen, before he was called up, was accident was absolutely finding his stride here. And he's been playing pretty well at the NHL level. Coming up in our next segment, we're going to talk defense. We're going to talk goalies and wrap up our Laval Rocket half-season review. And that's all coming up next. But first, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march towards the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. A new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Choose the promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. We are back here at Lockdown Canadians, and we are wrapping up our Lavelle Rocket half season in review. We're talking defense, we're talking goalies, and honestly, uh, in terms of defense, it's very thin because I'm going to be quite honest with you. A good portion of them are injured or on recall or never really played that much for the Rocket this year. The leading defenseman on the team this year in terms of points is Toby Paquette-Bisson, 24 games, two goals, 10 assists, and he is the most unremarkable defenseman I could possibly think of. Not in a bad way. He is just guy. He is out there. He kills penalties. Sometimes he plays on the power play. Sometimes he's at even strength. And then he gets off the ice and someone else comes on. And that is about it. It's He was one of those uh, guys that came up. He played a couple of games in the ECHL a few years ago. Joel Bouchard loved him. He really staked a claim last year. And honestly, with all the injuries and the COVID outbreak, there was a thought that, guess what? He's probably the next guy to get an NHL contract here because they need somebody. And it would have been well-earned. And behind that, team captain Xavier Ouellette is second leading among defensemen. Three goals, eight assists in 17 games. And then it's between Corey Schooneman and Louis Belpedio, both of whom haven't lit up the score sheet. Belpedio's played five more games. Corey Schooneman got his first points in the NHL. The Rocket defense is missing a guy like Josh Brook right now. They're missing some of the younger guys that they had last year. The team's beat up, and yet they're doing a pretty damn good job. And, Laura, we talk about next man up, but I'm trying to think. We've gone through how many all of the AHL players at the NHL level, and I'm not seeing a lot of them struggle as much as I thought they might have. They're not superstars by any mean, but I watch Corey Schoenman play, and he makes smart plays. He does make the occasional mistake, but who on the Canadians doesn't this year? And I'm wondering if defense is another big focus. I know that they have a lot of guys in college and a couple obviously in junior right now. We talked about them yesterday, but looking at this, they have a lot of ECHL call-ups. You got to eventually, you got to fit, you got to shore that up a little bit. So I think once the trade deadline rolls around, some of these deals, even if they're like lower tier ones, you're going to see a lot of defensive players coming back just to try and help out the coaches and for the Rocket right now because they don't have many defensive options on this team. 
they don't seem to have any options given how many people are entering COVID protocol. It seems like they basically call somebody up to expose them to the virus uh, sometimes. But honestly, I would say that there's a lot of value in just being a guy, right? Like if you aren't causing harm to the team, especially on defense, a lot of times there's a lot of value in players that you just, you don't hear about because they're not making egregious mistakes and costing the team. Um, And I feel like there's, there's like, if you have enough of those, it doesn't mean that you don't still need puck moving, like, anchor type of defenseman it just means that you're in a good enough position when there aren't players that people are constantly cursing under their breath which is more than we can say for the nhl level decor at the moment and i know that they've kind of been a victim of circumstance a lot of the time i just i feel like there's a difference between having you know your ideal scenario is you have a stellar defense but there's a difference between having a solid defense and an incompetent defense. And sometimes it's coaching, sometimes it's personnel, sometimes it's people that should retire. Um, and a lot of times, like solid is the best you can hope for. And I think solid's fine for me. And I don't know if it's just a context thing. I think if you want to be a contender, you need to have like the Victor Hedmans of the world and you need to, you need to be developing them in your system. But if you're just trying to, put together a competent, solid team that is able to win games. I feel like just some guy is enough. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm jaded from this season or, or cursing the defense as I did all of last year until the playoffs. And I think that's it. There is value in being guy. You know, if you can, if you can fit into the system and you put in a good effort more often than not, you're going to be just fine. It's, it's the not trying or thinking where you're at is below you kind of thing that hurts teams. And to kind of shift the conversation here, we have a couple of goalies to mention, obviously, for the Rocket. There are only two that we're really going to talk about, and it's Michael McNiven and Caden Primo. And uh, we've seen how good Caden Primo has been this season. And unfortunately for Michael McNiven, it's been a real tough year for him. And in a season where he had his... I don't want to say an outburst, but he talked to the press about feeling frustrated about not getting more starts. He hasn't put up the numbers he needs to, to, you know, prove that, Hey, uh, guess what? I deserve to play more, uh, in nine games. He's a 3.95 goals against and an 867 save percentage. Caden Primo on the other side of things in 16 games has a 2.77 goals against and a 912, uh, Kevin Poulin has only played two games, but he's a two flat two goals against and a 938 save percentage. So if you're Michael McNiven, whenever this COVID pause is over, there's a lot to build on and a lot to fix because you put yourself out there. And I understand advocating for yourself is fine. You got to do that sometimes, but you got to back that up sometimes too. And when you try and bet on yourself, you got to make sure it's worthwhile or else you're going to be in a lot of trouble real quick. Uh, and for the Rocket, we don't know where Caden Primo is going to be at yet. Is Jake Allen leaving at the trade deadline? Is Carey Price even coming back? Where does Samuel Montembeau fit into everything? Who's healthy? Who's not? If Caden Primo isn't in Laval for the second half of the season when it restarts, they need Michael McNiven to be the guy that started last year undefeated in his first like six or seven games. They need him back because we know he can be that good. 
And I think that challenge is something that he'll take personally. And I do think that'll help him a little bit. Um, Obviously goalies are tough. Sometimes they go through rough spells. Caden Primo had a real bad stretch of form his first two years and he's turned it around in his third one. Can Michael McNiven do that or not? Well, I guess we'll see when that, uh, when their season restarts in a couple of weeks here. So Laura, do you have any parting thoughts before we go today? I just, I feel like we predicted all along that Michael McNiven was going to get traded. I think that once everybody's healthy and everyone's back at all levels, I think that we will see that happen. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yes. Um, <laughs> we it's like gonna him be, a lot. Yes, we do. And the thing is, it, it's tough because so many people there's going to be so many people on waivers here in the in the mass in the uh, bleh, in the next few weeks as players come off of covid protocol and teams begin to play again be on the lookout the habs might be busy they might be adding people they might be letting people go we're going to see how things go here in the next little bit as always folks thank you so much for tuning in you can follow us on twitter at lo underscore canadians you can find us on YouTube. They're Locked On Canadians YouTube channel. We are going to have videos starting very soon once Laura is back from Dubai. You can follow Laura on Twitter at The Active Stick. You can follow myself at Scott Matla. And when you're done making Locked On Canadians your first listen of the day, make Locked On Bets your second pick. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling absolutely crushing it with all the info you need to dominate your sports betting.